0: everybody. This is Sean from the Never Heard of It podcast, and I'm joined today by my co-host and life partner,
1: Alec Guinness. Sir Alec
0: Guinness. (laughs) Nice to see you, sir. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: I'm Craig Moorhead, and this is uh, the podcast where we talk about the movies that have not fallen through your cracks. It's our mini episode about various things going on in the
0: movie industry. And if you want a full episode, go check out episode 27 where we talked about The Comfort of Strangers, the 1990 Paul Schrader movie, Ian McEwen adaptation with guest Brian Crane. And that was a lot of fun. It I liked was. that episode a lot. It was a good time chatting with him and getting his opinion on that movie, especially since he's the only one that had read the book. So that came in handy. <laughs> yes. Readers. Yeah. And we've got some more fun ones coming up. I'm I'm pretty excited by the time this will drop the new Baz Luhrmann ringleader show about, I don't even know what it's about. I just know it takes place in New York. <laughs> I think yeah. in the uh, early eighties, it's called the get down that that's dropping on August 12th on Netflix. It is, you know, receiving note by being the most expensive show that Netflix has done, and I'll share this link when we post this episode. But uh, there's a pretty great little story about it on Variety, and there's a lot of interesting perspective about Baz Luhrmann just trying to figure out how to make a TV season. But it looks like they spent around 10 million per episode, oh, so wow. over yeah, around 120 million overall, which uh. Man, that's a lot. That is, <laughs> that that is a lot. For, that's, yeah,
1: that's a really kind of a surprising deal because I, I I like Baz Lerman and I like a lot of the stuff that he's done, but but none of this seems like something you would spend blockbuster type money on necessarily. You know, it doesn't seem like a sure thing.
0: No, and that's that's the thing is like you have to kind of compare it to a blockbuster, and you just sort of wonder, you know, with that model at least, okay, you drop it on the world, you can immediately see. A financial return um, yeah. it's very very tangible by tickets sold here yeah, yeah i don't know it it might trickle down to be a couple years that they're hoping to get out of this for that investment of new subscribers new subscribers new subscribers and then new content yeah so, so it would be interesting to see how that pays off i think the trailers look awesome so i don't care i'm psyched <laughs> hopefully yeah. it's good i think the reviews that are coming out right off the bat are a little mixed and all over the place but i feel like that's par for the course for him and his 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 brand of insanity
1: i agree yeah those uh the the, the teasers look great I, I don't even know exactly what it's all about but it it sure looks Man. good I'm, I'm glad that netflix is finally putting out a show that kind of capitalizes on 80s nostalgia so i'm happy, <laughs> as happy as can be.
0: right can you uh, tell that we haven't watched stranger things <laughs> have you started that You have, I have.
1: I have, I have. No, you did, okay. Yeah, I I still don't think of it as an 80s nostalgia show. Really? Okay. It's sort of a 90s nostalgia show in a way, Mm. because it just feels like the X-Files, kind of. Gotcha. But then it's just happening in the 80s. Gotcha. Like, that's how I'm kind of looking at it right now.
0: Good to know. In other notes, it's sort of also coming to light that the reboot of Ghostbusters with the all-female cast is not going to hit the mark that they were hoping in the box office and probably not score a direct sequel, although I'm sure they'll continue that franchise. And so uh, I just thought it was interesting that... And this is a movie I've heard about for a long time now. In fact, I had a meeting on this with one of the writers at the time who, it doesn't appear, is involved in the final script. But Warner Brothers is making a Notions 11 sequel with... Predominantly female cast. And it looks like offhand we've got Anne Hathaway, Rihanna, uh, someone named Aquafina. I don't know who that is. Apologies to her. I saw that too. Apparently she had a role in Neighbors 2. She sounds
1: refreshing.
0: She does. does. She's delicious. Delicious, Mm -hmm. clear, clean water. Uh, Helen Mm -hmm. L. Bonham Carter, Mindy Kaling, uh, Sandra Bullock, and Kate Blanchett, directed by Gary Ross, who did the script with Olivia, um, what was her name? De Havilland. It was not Olivia. To okay, <laughs> to have right. one. just taking a stab uh, at it. Olivia Milch. Soderbergh yeah. is, is producing. So I, I, you know, any just sort of initial thought on that? I mean, obviously, I think you know as we talked about a little bit with Ghostbusters, it kind of just comes down to what the the story is, and um, yeah, you know, I don't know that people ha- harbor the same sort of nostalgic longing and and sort of feelings of personal ownership to the Ocean's Eleven franchise that they do right. with Ghostbusters. You think this can work? Okay.
1: I think it will work fine. I think yeah. uh, I, th- I think Soderbergh's involved, so that's that would be the first thing I would look for more than any anybody else in the cast or anything. Like if he wasn't involved at all, I'd kind of think, "Oh, that's probably not going to be very good." Just the fact that he's kind of in there, however much uh however much involvement he really has, I don't know. But I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's fine. The cast seems fine. I like those heist movies, so maybe they'll yeah. have another good one, you know.
0: Maybe I'm just getting older. Maybe it's more a product of... I feel like we're, we're getting so used and spoiled to these ensembles, even just looking at like you know, something like The Avengers and, and the mm-hmm. quality of actors and those. But I do remember hearing about the first Ocean's Eleven you know, reboot, with that i mean you got matt damon george clooney and and brad pitt in the same movie and and even with with like traffic like that was the same was like oh my god they've got all these guys and you know there was rumors of harrison ford being in it and all this stuff and there was that excitement and i don't i don't quite feel that same excitement by by this cast although i think they're all pretty awesome helena bonham carter specifically makes me excited i mean i hope she's not just the villain in the in this thing well, you know, you know what I like about it though is—is is,
1: I mean, we're, we're no matter what we're in a an era of you know reboots and remakes and everything, right? And, and this is kind of how I felt about Ghostbusters whenever it was first announced too. I, I like the fact that they're at least going for something different. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just let's try and cast you know the George Clooney of today and the Brad Pitt of today. You know, like right. they're actually really trying to at least try to mix it up a little bit, and so. I don't know. I, I feel like that's at least a good uh, step in a good direction.
0: Let's talk uh, box office. I have to tip my hat in your direction, Craig. I think you nailed at least the top two spots the last time we talked with Suicide Squad and Jason Bourne. Mm. I don't know. I, you know, we've we're never in favor of movies doing poorly, but there no. there was a little bit of relief that Nine Lives. did <laughs> Did not yeah. score the home run that I that I thought it might. and I, I'm gonna say this I'm going to qualify this by saying only because the premise felt so dated to me. Yes, I, and like look, I understand that these movies supply content to to a very specific audience, and like I said, man, those chipmunk movies, there's a real precedent for that kind of movie doing well, but this mm-hmm. one felt it felt a little uninspired.
1: It did, and, and I mean, you know, we're we're only judging it by a trailer, sure. and sometimes trailers can be really terrible. They can, uh, but but there is that sense, uh, and I think I think uh, everyone feels it in in different situations throughout their lives, where like they they see something and it feels like it feels like that thing is is this sort of thing, and then when it falls into that correct box. There is that sort of feeling of relief. I, I don't feel relief that it didn't do well for the people who worked on it, but it seemed like the kind of movie that would do as well as it did.
0: Right. And so this week, we've got a couple movies opening of note here in the dog days of summer. There's the animated flick Kubo and the Two Strings, which I've seen previews for, I think as far back as Utopia. It's, it's been, well, maybe Angry Birds. Anyway, they've been out mm-hmm. there. I, I still don't quite know what it's about. Uh, you've got another Ben-Hur reboot. You've got War Dogs, the Todd Phillips, Jonah Hill, Miles Teller movie. You've got a couple of the smaller things like Lo and Behold, the documentary that Werner Herzog did about technology and the internet, which I'm dying to see. It looks awesome. Indeed. And then one other little movie that I want to mention is, is called Morris from America. And I haven't actually seen any of the trailers or anything, but it's from a director named Chad Hartigan, who's actually a graduate of our alumnus, North Carolina School of the Arts. And it stars oh. Craig Robinson, and Marquise Christmas, and Carly Urie, actually, that we've talked about before in Wetlands. And it looks like a coming-of-age story sort of set in Germany. This director did a small movie called This is Martin Bonner, which I saw and liked. But any thoughts on box office here? I don't know. This is a hard one to predict Yeah, I mean, I
1: really don't know. Like, none of those really jump out at me very much. I know my wife has been very excited about Kubo, but I feel the same way. It looks like, I mean, the animation looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks really cool. But I haven't... I have no clue what any uh, the story might be. I have mm-hmm. no clue at all. I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, you, you got a Todd Phillips movie. I mean, usually he does pretty well. You sure. Know, that could be another come from behind. I, I really enjoyed a, um, Due Date, which was one that, that like, I, I remember seeing it come in, come out and just thinking, that doesn't look like much. And then catching it on cable one time, I said, wow, that was brisk and,
0: and funny. Like, it, it worked for me. Yeah, this is based on a true story. And I, I've read the article that it, I think it is related to. And yeah, it's a really pretty fascinating story. I I think, you know, the, the risk is always anytime you have people dealing with like weapons and wars, even though it's, it's a side story here, I think with Afghanistan, you know, sometimes people just, Mm -hmm. just check out. They just don't, (laughs) they don't do that. And I also think you got Pete's dragon coming out the week before,
1: or it just came out last week.
0: Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, it's a holdover. I don't know. That could still be. That could still be going really strong.
1: I I hope it is. You know, I don't know David Lowry personally, but there's this weird thing where where he's he's sort of I don't know. He he's kind of in sort of an extended circle of friends. So okay. I'd always hear really nice things about him, and when his stuff would come out, people would say, "Oh, that's great!" and "Isn't he a fantastic person?" So for yeah, for some reason, I'm I'm really kind of rooting for him and that movie. The, the, well, yeah. The ads look movie. great anyway, but, yeah, it's, it's just kind of exciting. I, I, I hope I hope it works well for him.
0: Yeah, and he's the guy that did Ain't Them Bodies Saints, which I've never seen, but that's that like Casey Affleck like crime drama, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, wow, this is a pretty big departure for him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't overlook Ben Hur either, so I'm going to go, I'm going to call know, it, it right, right now here. I'm going to say Peach Dragon is number one. I'm going to say... War Dogs does number two. Ah, oh, God. No.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm already doubting myself. I'm going to say War Dogs two. No, crap. I'm going to ah, jeez. I'm going to say War Dogs two. I'll commit to it. Okay. And then Ben-Hur three, Kubo four. <sighs> <laughs> this is tough. impossible.
1: That's tough. See, I, I, I don't think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think, I think Pete's Dragon, let's go ahead and say Pete's Dragon's number one. Okay. I'm going to say Suicide Squad is still number two at that point. Really? Well, or or Sausage Party. Somewhere in there that's happening. Could be. Sausage Party could could still be up there. Like, I don't see Ben-Hur taking down Sausage Party.
0: Is there a biblical connection or evangelical connection to Ben-Hur?
1: There is a biblical connection, but I don't think it's being sold as a Christian movie.
0: Okay, I thought maybe it was this time. So uh, you know, you could—I uh, don't you ever could right. underestimate that audience.
1: But like, I don't think Timur uh, Bekmambetov, uh, the director,
0: <laughs> the director of Wanted. Like, no, I don't—we'll just call him that.
1: Oh, he is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's being sold as that. I know. Normally, I would say, "Oh yeah," then it's definitely going to be you know top of the top of the box office.
0: Two hours and twenty minutes. been her, So maybe that that hurts it a little bit. Maybe.
1: Well, okay. So I could say. I'll just blow it because, I mean, I'm going to be wrong anyway.
0: Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to be wrong.
1: Yeah, there's no question. So, we're going to say Pete's Dragon, War Dogs, then it's going to be Suicide Squad and Sausage Party, and then maybe Ben-Hur and Kubo and the final fantasy wow. movie that's okay. down there. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Well, we'll be back next time to tell you just how wrong we were. <laughs> <laughs> and to explain where we went wrong. En- enjoy uh, celebrating in our ignorance, I guess. Yes. As always, thanks for listening. And you can find us online at neverheardpodcast.com. That'll take you everywhere you want to go to places like Instagram, or I don't know. I mean, I don't want to brag, but two time Oscar winner Paul Haggis may have liked one of our posts recently.
1: Yeah, it's no big deal. We have very nice posts. Why wouldn't
0: he? Yeah. And you know what? I just would like to take this moment to say Crash was amazing.
1: Man, you know what? I don't think Crash gets its due. (laughs) I really (laughs) really
0: don't. All those Oscars, it just doesn't get us due.
1: It's, yeah, it's been underestimated for too long.
0: Uh, right. So uh, yeah, come find us there, and you can hang out with us and Paul, and we'll have a good time. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be back next time to talk about the movie Bound, the Wachowskis' thriller uh, from '96, with uh, two lady guests who were not familiar with it. It's a fun All time. Right.
1: That'll be fun. That sounds great, Sean. What what a great lineup we have.
0: I can't believe it. It's the greatest. Yeah. All right. Until next time. See
1: you later.